1: it's another episode of trb unleashed welcome back happy monday all right now i said we'd have abel james on the show today but decided to push that back to next monday because i wanted to have a timely chat with our friend bentastic about how you can make the most of this time when we're isolated together and yes we will share some tips so let us rock it Welcome back to the Real Brian Show. Thanks for listening. Appreciate you joining me as always. I am the Real Brian, and yes, sorry to push the Abel James interview back, but don't worry, that's next week. We're gonna have fun with that one. But you know, things are crazy right now. We know that. Uh, I said we wouldn't talk about you know that that word, so we're not going to bring that up. But what I really wanted to do, because Fantastic has been working on some ways to be intentional and be healthy and balanced during this time of isolation. And he's actually helping some of his community with this. So I thought, let's bring him on and let's chat about this. Because, hey, I'm an extrovert and I'm stuck inside. And that sucks.
0: I think we all need some help. Fantastic. <laughs> don't worry. Welcome to the Real Ryan Show. Good. Thanks, Brian. Don't worry. I'm here. I'll help you make
1: it through. Thank, Thank you. Don't worry. I need that. But thanks for being here, man. Longtime friend and listener. We've known each other now for a while. Well, sort of. We'd never met in person.
0: Yeah, we've been emailing, chatting back and forth for probably three or four years now. I think that's right. What, what's the phrase? Longtime listener, first time caller. There you go. Yeah,
1: <laughs> first time caller. You are a winner. Something like that. You know, it's like call for. I don't, I don't have anything to give away. I'm sorry, <laughs> dude. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Uh, what's What's interesting about this whole you know what would we call this uh, event in our lives is that. How many times have I talked about on the show that I'm like, man, I've got all these friends from all over the world. And, you know, doing the podcast, it's like, you know, we get the chat and everything's all, in the, you know, it's on the Internet. It's online. And then I go, man, I just I, I kind of miss that face to face local connection. And I've been kind of going after that. Little did I know that we'd all be forced to only connect on the Internet. And so I'm like, wow, thank God for what I have. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you gotta be grateful. It's been really interesting this past week. Uh, the job I work with, I work with a team of fourteen in the research department at a local school, technical school here in Calgary, and uh, we we're all used to working in person, being in the same office all day, and now we just switched all working remotely from home online. So have lots of Zoom calls through the week. It's been really interesting transition to see how it's yeah how it's gone. It hasn't been as painful for for many of us as we might think, but then there are those that are seriously affected by this and are trying to adjust.
1: I was just thinking like about 10 years ago, we would not have had the technology to do what we're doing today for a lot of work environments, schools, online learning, that kind of thing. I mean, online learning was around, gosh, back in the, I think, early 2000s, but it was still pretty rudimentary. So, I mean, what we have now is phenomenal.
0: It's amazing. The school I work at, we just transferred all courses. I'm in the research area, not the teaching area of the school. They shut down Monday to Wednesday and then Thursday they launched online courses. Hmm. So they just like buckled down, got her done, transitioned and now they're running with it. There's a lot of us now that are able to still transition and work from home to some capacity. And I don't want to dwell on it, but we still need to, I think, pay some moments to acknowledge there are a significant amount of people, particularly in the service industries that yeah. aren't able to work from home. Yeah, And so that's an added stress on them at this time.
1: Yeah, I do know a lot of small business owners, you know, a lot of the businesses around town, restaurants, that kind of thing, you know, are really suffering right now. And I've mentioned, you know, the local comic book store and stuff like that before. And and we were even chatting a little bit about that, but they've had some struggles in general just trying to keep the store open. And, you know, comic book stores in general struggle. It's a tough industry. Mm -hmm. And they were even talking about, like, if you have anything, come pick it up now. You know, we may be forced to shut down depending on government regulations. But then they were saying, we're not even sure if we can reopen just because, well, we'll have to keep paying rent and we will have no income and they don't have the money to do that. So it's kind of a, yeah, well, you may not be back. And that's like, oh my gosh, that sucks. You know, and you hear stories like that of people that may not be able to come back after this, Mm -hmm. which is sad. You know, I hope this blows over quickly. I really do. At the same time, let's be safe. Let's move forward and, you know, let's get this taken care of quickly and correctly. But yeah, in the meantime, exactly. we're all stuck at home, you know, working and, and hanging out. I hope you're working, by the way. If you're not, I am so sorry. I mean, if you're getting paid time off, yeah. awesome. But if you're not, you know, I, I really, man, I, I do feel for that. But for those of us that are kind of stuck and holding up and everything like that, it's like, what do we do? How do we How do we handle this? I mean, I'm not going to lie, man. I've had a lot of stress and anxiety over this whole thing. I'm not even reading the news anymore. I haven't even read it for close to a week. I don't want to know what's going on. It just takes me down a a very dark path, but I need to know like, okay, is there anything basically that's going to affect me immediately or, you know, whatever stuff like that. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. I'm like, how do we all stay healthy during this whole time? How do we move forward? How do we have balance? I've mentioned on the show, it was a few weeks ago, I mentioned Otis and Mads and I, you know, I said we were working over uh, at a workout program and a couple of student trainers that were doing their thing and we were doing yoga and he was helping with weight training. Well, of course they've shut all that down. One of the things they're trying to work on now is, okay, can we do some, you know, everybody's at home and we all kind of like conference in on a video chat and do exercise together in our own homes kind of thing. People are getting creative, which is awesome. And you are too.
0: Yeah. You made me think about one of my friends. She lives in a condo building similar to yourself and, and she posted a video on Instagram, just going up and down the stairs. One of the big things, which I haven't cracked into that much myself yet, but what can we do to keep physically fit while we're stuck in our homes one of the big things I do, which actually, one of the other things I've been looking at, what do we do as a family all yeah. cooped up together? It's, a lot of people are posting, is like, oh, what, what are good series to binge on on Netflix or what streaming service should I go to? But we're really trying to focus on really spending time together as a family right now. And to give a bit of backstory on my family really quick, I have five children, the youngest three have special needs, and those special needs boys range in age from 10 to uh, three years old. And they're not severely special needs. And one thing I would say about special needs is every special needs child is different, even sure. with the same diagnosis. My boys are pretty mobile, but they do need some extra help. And my wife often fulfills a lot of that while I'm away at work. So how do we deal with still having to take care of these kids? And we're all at home. We have the older kids too. We need to keep occupied and happy. And, and how do you really maintain that balance? Yeah, We found time and time again... If we just sit the kids in front of, and honestly, we did this a few days ago, we let the kids sit in front of the TV for six hours out of the day, sure, they're occupied and happy. But as soon as that TV turns off, the grouchiness, the anger, the impatience just comes out. Hmm. But what can you do to really build relationships? The biggest thing I think, though, is, is really being intentional when it comes to your employment position and how you're affected by it right now, being trapped up in your home. It's a matter of looking at the different options that you have. And not just taking the diagnosis that's been given to us. Okay, we're stuck at home. I have a service-based job. I can't do that now, so I'm out of luck. But take a minute to think about what other options are. I know of a psychiatrist I was talking to on Monday. And instead of straight cancelling all her in-person appointments, she's moved a lot of those to Zoom calls or online calls. And not everyone is in a situation they can make a simple switch like that. Yeah. But take a moment to think about what are the other solutions Think about what you can do to make the most of of your time. In terms of a family, we sat down with the kids on Sunday afternoon is when the province of Alberta announced that all public schools are closing down from from kindergarten to grade 12 until further notice. And they're essentially planning to have it be for the rest of the school year. Yeah, Maybe they'll go back. We went and picked up the kids' things earlier this week. But we sat down on Sunday afternoon and planned with the kids, okay, what are we going to do? We decided, yeah, we still need to do some educational type content throughout the week so the kids are still learning. They're not just having an extended summer vacation. And that kind of goes to that point where over summer break you'd kind of forget half the stuff you learned over the school year yeah, before. Yeah. If this is gonna be a super long summer break, then how much more are the kids gonna forget? Yeah. And I've often thought too in the past week that all the homeschoolers out there now that homeschool their kids, which we did for a few years before our last son was born, and we realized we couldn't quite handle all the special needs requirements and my wife teaching all the kids school at the same time, but all the homeschoolers are like, Oh, we got this covered. We're all used to it. I think one of the things if you have kids at home and you want to know what you can do to help them maintain some aspect of schooling is look online for any homeschooling resources out there. There's a ton of amazing bloggers, a ton of amazing people on Instagram. They're constantly posting different tools and things and resources that you can use. One cool thing I saw too, NASA has made all of their videos and pictures publicly searchable and accessible. Oh so nice. My my intent is to nerd out with my daughter Evelyn at some point and just look at a whole ton of pictures for a while. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> well, I appreciate what you're doing, man. So just tell us a little bit more about you and and yeah, what you're currently doing and, and why you're kind of getting into this whole thing right now.
0: By education, I'm and profession right now. I'm an architectural technologist. I currently work in a research department researching different aspects of greener, sustainable homes. In doing that, I've kind of always had the strong desire to to really further the general public knowledge around sustainable homes. So I had a podcast for a couple of years around that, and then kind of realized that wasn't exactly my fit, what I really wanted to do. All these different areas of my life that have kind of influenced together to kind of put me in the position I'm in now, as we had really our second special needs child, Benson, who's now seven that was a significant load on our, on our family i was just finishing my last year of school for architecture at that point my last semester and it was really hard i barely made it through and specifically hard on my wife because she was taking care of our three older children plus him and i was all wrapped up with school and that was the first aspect that really stuck in my mind of you know me going to work for 40 hour work week isn't really the right thing for me it doesn't allow me and my family's situation to give them the attention and the support that they really need like yeah. i've given them financial support but it's life is all about the relationships i think that's yeah. the most important thing with a family is what what can you be doing with your family intentionally to be building those strong relationships and one of the things i'm really nerding out on right now is different aspects of strengthening family relationships and both relationships with my wife and with my children and a large part of that too is my relationship with myself, my balance in my own life. I can focus on being really close with my wife and my kids. But if I become dead inside because I'm not doing those things that are fulfilling to me, then then what can I really do with that? So you're yeah, useless at that point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We always talk but, about you've got to have that self-care if you want. I mean, when you're mm-hmm. unleashing your superhero, you've got to take care of yourself so that you can be a blessing to the world around you.
0: And people often think about that self-care for yourself. Okay. That's that's physical. I'm I'm getting some sort of exercise, or I'm not being an entire couch potato, or that's eating well. Yeah. It's really easy to think of self-care as being purely that that physical aspect, but there's a whole emotional spiritual oh, yeah. side for sure. That comes to that. Like one of the things I love about your show is going into what different people nerd about. So the thing to think about in your self-care, what are the things that you enjoy nerding out about? how much time can you spend on that what's something that you can go you can search online whether it be something you're researching or learning about or an activity you're doing that just totally fulfills you with energy and joy you need to make sure you're spending a certain aspect of your life doing those activities oh yeah and those things to give yourself that fulfillment yeah if that's something that people in your family your 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 spouse or your children they enjoy as well you can do that together that's an added bonus but sometimes there's some of us that have things that we really enjoy that either it's not something that people around you really enjoy as well. You can't really have that fulfillment together on or it's, it's just an activity that you do solo, which there's nothing really wrong with that. But you need to make sure you're getting that self-fulfillment. You're doing those activities that really fill your inner emotional cup up. Yeah.
1: And especially right now, too, it's like we got to have fun. We need to find a way for us to all have a level of fun. Ideally, it's together, but if it's individually, mm-hmm. too, just do that. Nerd out on something. You know, it's a good distraction for a while. And it's hard, but it's important.
0: Yeah, it is. And, w- and what can you do this week? I actually sat down with my older kids at the table. My favorite board game of all time is Settlers of Catan. My wife isn't the biggest (laughs) fan of that game at all so we haven't played it much i've played it maybe five times in the past 13 years that we've been married yeah i had time to spend with the family uh they're old enough i'm going to teach them settlers of Catan. so we spent three hours playing settlers of Catan, and they absolutely my three oldest kids nice absolutely enjoyed it nice so there will be many more games of that in the future which i'm so happy about it's one it's one thing to say okay Hey, child, come here. Let me show you this thing that dad really enjoys and their eyes glaze over. Yeah. I'm like, can I go now, dad? Can I go (laughs) watch some more Paw Patrol? But when you can find something that you enjoy and they enjoy as well and something that's really interactive, like that's the best. Yeah. That's great, man. You know, games are a good thing. In fact,
1: uh, I was just talking even with my parents, you know, they're and they're just like, we got all these new games to try. I'm like, sounds great. We're always about games. Games are fun. And yeah, you know, we talk about what TV shows and movies you're all watching on the show and stuff, but Sometimes it's good just to have that interaction, do something creative, do something that involves everybody, get some thinking. You know, it's not just vegging, even though that's still fun.
0: But John Becker, he's got a really good podcast out there as well. But he talks about how they're a very big board game family. So they're like really diving into all these board games. So, what are all the board games out there? Sometimes you only have a few that you've kind of played to death, but what are some other new ones out there? There's a couple yeah. that friends have brought over in the past. We had some friends. They came over twice. Both times, they brought a different game, and then we proceeded in buying it the following week. There's this one. It's called Play Nine. It's a card game. It's it's golf themed. Oh, okay. it's really simple. Our five six year old kids can pick it up pretty easily as well. And it's another one. It's called uh, Is it Alphabet Soup, Alphabet Dice, or something? I can't rem- I can't remember. It's like a Scrabble type game. It comes in like this Campbell Soup style can oh, with a nice. bunch of lettered dice. It's like a cross between Scrabble and Boggle. Nice. So it's, yeah. it's a pretty fun game. So those are cool. two games we found that are kind of a short play time. You have Settlers of Catan. That's like a two to three hour commitment. Yeah. And you have the longer classics like uh, Monopoly and Risk, but I will not subject my children to Risk yet.
1: Yeah, or Axis and Allies, you know, where it's like set it up for seven to 25 hours. I
0: have never played
1: oh, Axis my gosh. and Allies. That is a fun game. Now, granted, you know, I, I think it's a little easier these days, but the setup used to take quite a while because there's so many pieces and you have to kind of read the instructions on how to set everything up based on that specific game. Yeah, but yeah, that game could go on for days. I mean we I remember in college we would set it up on the table and we'd be like, all right, we got to go. We got to call it a night, you know, and just leave it set up and then come back another day and keep going and it was just it was a long and a lot of it had to do with the fact that each team if you'd never played this game each team. So if you're on the access or you're on the allies, you know, you're strategizing before you're not just playing. It's not just like, okay, your move, your move. It's like, okay, hold on. Let's have a strategy session. You know, whoever was strategizing, the other team would go play console for a while. It's like, don't listen. Don't listen. You know, you just, you'd be playing console and they'd be strategizing. And what if we did And the strategy session would take 30 minutes or so, sometimes 45 minutes just to do one move. And then you'd come back and like, here's what we're doing. And then it would move to the next team to strategy. So it's a very
0: long game, but it's really fun. Totally worth it. Sometimes it's fun to play those games or even in a setup where you don't have time to, and and this can be taken for a lot of different things in life. You might not have time to do the full thing in one shot, like three or four hours. Yeah, for sure. Or or sometimes even two hours. You might not be able to find that two hour block. But what if you can carve out a bunch of 15 minute blocks at a yeah. time where a few of us were playing a, a game of risk, except we only had about a half hour a day at lunchtime. So we'd pop in, play for about a half hour, then get back to what we were doing. We did that for a few weeks. We did several games in that manner, which was, which was pretty fun. Getting back to things that really fulfill you, yeah. I am a movie guy. I love watching movies, except as a as a family with all the things we have going on, plus with the fact that, again, going to common interests, that there are a lot of movies that I'd enjoy watching that my wife doesn't care for. Yeah, Certain movies, I've got to make time somewhere to watch them if I'm going to see them. So in the past few years, I've probably watched 20 or 30 movies in 10 or 15 minute chunks. Yeah. Which I know there are people out there that that would drive them absolutely nuts and they just can't do it. We're looking at making the most of this time where we're trapped in our homes, social isolation, whatever you want to call it. When we're stuck together as a family, what can we do to make the most of the time together? It's also taking into account, taking the time to figure out what the other people in your family or in your home want to do. Mm -hmm. And what can really build relationships with the time you're spending. I could sit and watch movies all day with my family. I totally enjoy it. My wife would think it's an entire waste of time because <laughs> you're having a common enjoyment together if it's a movie you all enjoy. But in all honesty, it's not really an activity where you're strengthening all the aspects of a relationship. With someone. Yeah, that's true. I love watching movies with someone because I always make the smart remarks quietly in the theater, not too loudly to disturb everyone else. <laughs> During a movie, it's not really a time where you're building on a common interest and having a back and forth conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know,
0: you're right about that.
1: So you're not, ha- I mean, I, I see movies as kind of a shared experience and yeah, I yep. like the, the mystery science theater comments as well. It's really fun, but you are right. I mean, like when you're engaging in other ways, you know, and that's another reason why I'm a big fan of gaming too. It's because you know, even online gaming. We're talking on discord. We're chatting, you know, we're doing the experience together. You're playing the story, you know, not just watching it. Mm-hmm. So there's yep. a lot with that. But you're right. I think there's, um, you know, TV and, and movies are fun and they're, they're totally worth it. And sometimes it's just a good idea to kind of chill and relax for a little bit. But, yeah, there are other things to be doing, too. So games are great. I wanted to mention really quickly, by the way, if you are not able to hang out in person with other people, you know, or very many other people, too. Tabletop simulators, essentially. So mm-hmm. you go onto the computer and, and it basically simulates the board games and you can play online with people, but you're actually playing real board games and you talk to each other as well. Tabletop simulator is what I have. I like it. I don't know how much it is right now, but Astral Tabletop is apparently free right now. I've never tried it, but I know that that's something that if you're interested, you could try it out and use it for free, at least during this time and play games. And yeah, that's even, the board games.
0: Yeah. I think another thing too that I heard. A friend of mine, his son and his wife and their friends, they did Settlers of Catan over Skype, set up the mirror boards in each of their homes and set up the camera and microphones and had a great evening playing Settlers of Catan. And, and, I, and that's another thing to look at too. Many of us have these regular gatherings that we might regularly get together with a bunch of guys for a guy's night out or something like that. What are ways we can do that virtually? You might not be in the same room, but what are ways that we can look at still having that interaction, whether it be a tabletop game online or just a zoom call or, or Skype or or whatever. There's a lot of different options out there. Absolutely.
1: What else are you guys doing, you know, besides games and that kind of thing too, to, to be intentional and to build those relationships and also to stay sane.
0: To my knowledge, there aren't many communities, if any in North America yet that have said, don't leave your house. True. So, so you could still go out, go for a walk, it's a pretty cold beginning of March, even for up in Canada here in Calgary. Mm-hmm. So it's not the best. We we broke above freezing today, which was nice. Yeah. Gosh. But if it was warm in the summertime, it'd be great. We, kids could be playing out in the yard all day. No yeah. problem. Yeah. But now you still, I think it's still important to get outside and get some exercise, get some fresh air. One of my friend's uh, neighborhoods, they all got together and they put little shamrock images like for St. Patrick's Day. Nice. They put, little pages up in the windows with, with shamrocks just down the street and so you can walk down the street with your kids and try and find where all the shamrocks are just little that's cool activity like that but it's it's I think it's really right now it's it's thinking outside the box while you're <laughs> stuck inside your home yeah in different aspects of what you can do and a lot of it too particularly if you have special needs kids or just really young babies and you have older kids at home and it's like how do you balance and take care of everything that needs to be done one of the things we did is we set a schedule when we sat down with our kids on that Sunday afternoon that included time that was allotted for our older kids to spend some time taking care of or helping with therapy with the younger kids. Again, it's it's being intentional. It's not just a free-for-all for the week, but planning on, on Wednesday from 10 to 11, Hannah's going to do some therapy with Benson. And during that time, Evelyn's going to be with Caleb doing this. And mm-hmm. mom and dad are going to have a break while William plays on his iPad <laughs> or something yeah,
1: like yeah. that. Nice. I like that because it's not just mass chaos and just trying to like, you know, react to whatever hits at that time. It's more of a, okay, here's how we're handling this. You know? I mean, if you think about it, kind of like school, you're scheduled out throughout your day in school. So why not do the same thing, you know, at home right
0: now? Yeah, And there's no need to be rigidly structured either, but I think it's a matter of taking some time to counsel together and talk as a family or everyone within your home unit to discuss, okay, what do we want to do? What are the potential obstacles we're going to have the next week? What are the things that we enjoy doing that we could do in our current situation to combat boredom and schedule them in? I've gone through many days where I've had a task that I wanted to get done at some point through the day that is, okay, when I get a few minutes, I'll do it. When I get a few minutes, I'll do it. But I never set a specific time and it never happened. If you say, oh yeah, it'll be great at, at some point this week for us to get together, pull out this game we haven't played before, Or at some point this week, dad's going to sit down with Hevel and then show her how to do some Photoshop stuff on the computer. If we talk about, okay, we'll do that, but then it doesn't get scheduled in, it's most likely not going to happen. True. Again, I'll beat this cat till it's dead and bloody, (laughs) but it's all about being intentional. Yeah. And part of that intention means getting together up front and discussing what are your main priorities? What do you want to do? And with that, with the priorities is what are the needs of each member of your family? About three or four years ago, we got to a point where we realized we're just going through the motions. Yeah, Our relationship quality in our family on a scale of the one to 10, we were maybe a two or a three. I was going to work, coming home, kids would be home from school. We'd eat dinner kids would go to bed. Through the day, my wife would take whatever kids needed to, to different specialist appointments. And keep the house clean. Sometimes I'd help in the evening doing dishes, cleaning up after dinner if my wife was was spent or too exhausted, if she had a rougher day. But that was it. My wife and I weren't really getting that time together to to converse and have really close discussions and to really connect, which based on my wife's love language, which I read that book by Gary Chapman, The Mm -hmm. Five Love Languages, uh, just a couple months ago. Yeah. And reading that book... I honestly don't know what mine is yet. I need to do some more <laughs> reflection. <laughs> but I wasn't fulfilling my wife's. And so she was feeling pretty empty. And we we have these emotional bank accounts or emotional buckets and different buckets in different areas of our lives that we need to be filling. And if our buckets aren't all full, then we're not going to be feeling the best emotionally and, and sometimes physically as as well. We have that yeah. sleep bucket as well. Oh, yeah. So it's really easy right now when you're stuck at home to to get more sleep we got to a point where we realized we're just going through the motions. Our family is just existing. We had no close relationships with our, our children. And I'll say really quick, there are a million books there, out there on parenting about all these different methods and everything, how, how you can have great kids. They're going to be awesome. The most important scenario or aspect of parenting that needs to be paid attention to is connection or, or attachment parenting gordon Newfeld is one of the authors um hold on to your kids that's the book i just read it this year that is a must read for every parent mm-hmm. i think about younger kids or teenage kids regardless of what specific parenting style you're using or mode of communication there there's a meme out there on facebook it's like a long paragraph always do this with your child unless this and always sleep with your child except when they're grouchy but then don't and there's so many methods out there. They all seem to contradict if you oh, read yeah. every single one. Yeah. But the most important one is this attachment, this emotional connection. If you have that emotional connection with your child and this, with your spouse as well, your wife or your husband, if you have that strong emotional connection with them where they feel comfortable talking to you about everything, they will do anything to make you happy as long as you don't take advantage of that. <laughs> but it's all about having that connection. The struggle we're having in our world right now with our kids after world war one, we kind of found this downward trend to people less being connected to their parents and to adults and more to their peers who are unexperienced and don't really have good inputs Mm, in their lives. That that's been kind of this downward trend and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And we're seeing it in our kids right now too, is, Mm. is they're seeking approval of their friends at school. They want to know what their friends at school say I'm glad they have connections with their teachers, That sometimes they'll take what their teacher says at school over their parents at home. But it's having that strong emotional connection so that you depend on each other and you're the one that they seek acceptance of. Sure, you still have disagreements, but it's not, you're right, I'm wrong. It's taking the time and having the emotional investment to be committed to understanding each other and working through it rather than just storming off to your room and hoping somehow this will blow yeah, over. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah, well, and this is such a great time for that too. You know, there's an opportunity for that connection that, you know, like you said, you're just going through the motions, things are busy and now it's kind of like, well, you're kind of forced to uh, face each other, <laughs> you know? Don't have yeah. a lot of places to go right now.
0: Yeah, it would also be a good time as well to to look up some of those get to know you games. John M. Gottman, he has a couple books about marriage. So he used to run the marriage lab. More recent book, I read two of his books, but the more recent one is "The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work." So he ran this lab in Seattle where he'd put married couples together in a room, actually mainly study the way they resolved arguments and disagreements and different aspects, and they'd measure their heart rate and blood pressure and if they're sweating and the yeah. way their pupils were dilating and all that stuff. Yeah. And from observing all these couples in their in their love lab, which was especially set up condo, he talks about it in the book how it was set up, and they found several different ways that people reacted to disagreements and was able to predict with like 95% accuracy how many of the couples would still be together within 10 years. Oh
1: interesting. Wow.
0: But within that within that seven principles for making marriage work, one of the main principle is being a friend and having that connection. Yeah. I think as some of the friends I have, what is a friendship based on quite often our friendships will We'll start with with common interests, but then it's a lot of it too is just wanting to be with them to do anything with somebody, and hopefully that's the way we feel about our spouse. Yeah. And in that book, though, they have a lot of questions like, "Do you know this about your spouse? Do you know that about your spouse?" There's tons of quizzes online you can look up for get to know you, like random questions about people, and there's some games made up around that as well. Sadly, maybe I'm not the best dad because I don't know all of my kids' favorite colors. <laughs> But there are other things too, like what makes someone happy? Yeah, what makes yeah. them cry? And we've talked a lot about being intentional, but that's not to say that every single minute of the day has to be used with a specific purpose. And it's a plan. We're doing this until 535. And then at five thirty-six, we're transitioning to this activity. Yeah. We need to also make some time just to be together. Yeah. Agree. No distractions and just to have some good conversations. Mm-hmm. Or there's a lot of people out there that get a lot of satisfaction. They get a lot of their emotional cup gets filled up by just being with somebody and oh, seeing yeah. that for that moment or for those minutes, for that hour, yeah, they were the most important person to the person that they're with. Sure. So for me to spend time with my wife for an hour, for that hour, I'm not checking my phone. I'm not caring about what the kids are doing. It's just her. Yeah. And what would that aspect be for my kids? When we came to that realization a few years ago that we're just going through the motions, we realize then that the most important thing we can do with our kids to build those connections, those strong relationships with them, is to have one-on-one time with them, which for us is a bit difficult having five kids and three with special needs. It'd be great to think, okay, I've got to take every week, I'll take one kid out for three hours in the evening, take (laughs) them out for dinner, that gets costly, that takes a while. Yeah. But you know what? What about if for five minutes every day, spend five minutes every day with each of your children, or even with your spouse, and during that five minutes... You spend the time with them. You have the conversation with them so that they know that you see them, that you love them and that you understand them.
1: I have a very similar experience with relationships in general that, you know, I'm a course, I'm a talker, you know, I value relationships, but sometimes by the way, sometimes I'll enjoy a very long discussion. And then there are other times where I'm like, I would rather just have a lot of short discussions or short amounts of time to just hang out with somebody Then, like okay once a week it's like four hours so (laughs) and the thing is is i think everybody probably has some level of preference when it comes to that but yeah being able to say you know why not spend like a few minutes here and there or you know just check in or what's going on or or maybe you're just like yeah you know we're hanging out we don't need to say much either
0: but we're hanging out to build on your earlier comment too about how some people or even sometimes the same person one day you might want to have more smaller chunks through the week with them. And other times, okay, four hours, no problem. Let's do it. I love being with that person. Sure. Yep. It depends on the person. Yeah. And what it takes to build that relationship. It's all an understanding and how things feel. To give an example from from my life with, with my family, my son Benson, he's, he just turned seven. He's got the chromosome disorder. He's very happy, very social. And he's like an 18 month old trapped in a seven year old's body. Wow. He doesn't talk, doesn't really listen. And a lot of times through the day, he's a big handful, but I'm the one that puts him to bed almost every single night. Sometimes I lay down beside him. Sometimes I just look down at him while he's in bed and I just talk to him for a minute and smile at him. And just his the smile in his eyes and the smile back at, at me, that's only two to three minutes a day yeah. I spend. But I know that by doing that for him, that's what's really strengthening the relationship with him. Good. My son, Caleb, he's three. He has mild cerebral palsy. He's he should be <laughs> with this extra time at home where he get trying to do walking exercise with him more, hopefully by within a few weeks, he'll be walking on his own. He's really close. But with him, the thing that got the really strong relationship with him was a couple of years ago, I actually moved a speaker, soundbar speaker in our TV up to our main living room from downstairs. And then one day I put some music on, it was that baby shark song that everyone's so sick of hearing now. He came to really oh, like that yeah, song. He and one day song. I put it on, <laughs> I put it on the, on the speaker and, picked him up, started dancing with him to it. And so now there have been times I've spent seriously two hours straight just dancing around the living room. Thank goodness for Spotify. for making it really easy to have a yeah. wide variety of music for two hours. Yep. He's my youngest child. And, and sadly, he's the one I have the best connection with right now. Yeah. You know, I wish I would have spent more time finding things that my other particular children enjoyed more when they were younger.
1: Yeah.
0: Kids are only the age they are now once. Yeah. We need to make the most of of the time we have with our kids and do as much as we can when they're young. There's a lot of loss in our minds.
1: like we've lost things. you know, I've lost being able to go out and go to a coffee shop and work or go to a, a restaurant or you know going to work out. We've lost a lot. At the same time, this is an opportunity for us to gain a lot, I think, and I think that's kind of the way we got to look at it. In fact, it's so funny because you were talking about doing intentional things together you know, my, my, my big rig, my, my new computer, which we're yep. still, you know, what is it? Bugbear or fool or Bob. We haven't figured out the name of it yet. You know, which we're, I'm working on it. Johnny six, Johnny six. Oh man. It's Johnny five though. I thought, yeah, but your computer oh, would be Johnny taken. six. Yeah. Number six is um I'm going to have to come up with a rhyme because number five was alive. So number six is, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Kicking sticks. Kicking <laughs> yeah. So (laughs) at the time I was like, okay, this thing's a beast. It's heavy. That's why I I still like the idea of savage beast. That's just a good name for it. It's, (laughs) it's heavy. It's a beast. And I wanted it displayed where it's in my view. So I can see, you know, the lights and everything like that. But it's not like if somebody comes into the studio, it's not like in their face. I needed something to put it on. So we decided, Hey, let's get a little bookshelf. It would actually be kind of like a small one. That's about desk height. And it would Mm -hmm. be nice too, because we could, actually finally store some things that have just been kind of in piles otherwise you know make things a little more organized so we got a bookshelf I am not known for home improvement and building things out of wood and stuff like that I'll build a computer and I had fun with that but building things out of wood so the Mm -hmm. thing was we got a bookshelf had to assemble it and this last week we're like all right let's do this let's let's assemble it together and at one point, Sarah at the very end was just like, you know, I really enjoyed that. It was like shoulder to shoulder activity where we were connecting and we were building this together and we were talking. And I, at the time, I thought, yeah, that's really true. I didn't even think of it like that. I was just kind of like it was creating together, essentially. And you hear this all the time, by the way, especially if you're a creative, if you're a podcaster, you've heard this, that creating is really important. I mean, honestly, it's really important for every single human being. It's more important to create before you consume one of my clients actually had this on her podcast, which I really appreciated. And she was talking about that. She's an artist as well. She's a watercolor artist. And she was talking all about creating before you consume and making sure that you're just coming. And like right now you might have more time to create. And so Mm -hmm. taking that opportunity to do those things, you know, start that podcast. You were always talking about starting and haven't yet. You know what I mean? You might have more time for that now. So whatever it is, that you're wanting to create, do something even small. If you like to draw, then draw something, have some fun with it. But it's really that idea of creating and doing that, especially before you consume. And then going along with that is to limit your consumption right now on news and social media because it's not good. I mean, and in fact, I was so funny. I heard somebody say this and I loved this that right now the news is saying the same thing over and over and over in a different way, just to keep you hooked. If something truly new comes out that we absolutely need to know about, okay, so be it. But in the meantime, you're not hearing anything new. Stop focusing on it. You know?
0: Yeah. All we're doing is watching the numbers rise, which you know, point of
1: that? We know that's happening. We know that's going to happen. It's what it is, right? One of our neighbors. And actually she was on the real Brian show way back. Almost three years ago, episode 67 petting mountain lions is fun is the name of the episode. <laughs> do you remember that? Oh my gosh. A long time ago It was the night Fox sheer terror and then red Banshee is who I'm talking about. That's our neighbor. And she was talking about that. You know, I had all these projects that I just haven't had time to do and I'm finally starting to get those done, you know, just household things and other things. And mm-hmm. you know, so it's, it's looking at the opportunities I think that are in front of us rather than what we've lost And, you know, like you even said, the opportunities of isolating together, which I love that we're doing that social distancing. But, you know, if you're I mean, if you're living alone, then that's where you get to connect with people online. But if you are married or you have kids or a family or whatever, living with your parents, whatever it is, this is an opportunity to connect in ways you may not have been able to do in a while. So I appreciate you bringing all this and sharing some encouragement and giving us some practical tips as well. Last thing I want to talk about. A couple of other practical tips to maintain that personal balance and that personal self-care. You know, sometimes you got to figure out, like, I like the idea of going up and down your stairs if you have some. So there's the the exercise thing. Find a way to exercise. There are tons of online stuff. In fact, I, I think I've mentioned this nerdfitness.com. Mm-hmm. Most, I mean, I think almost all of his trainings are online. So, I mean, that's what he's been doing for years now. That's a great opportunity to do some stuff like that just the idea of getting outside. In fact, when it's nice, open your windows up, you know, do something to just get some fresh air. Like you Mm -hmm. said, they haven't shut down our communities. We're not at like house arrest or anything like that. You know, we can still drive around and, you know, go out and go for a walk somewhere Mm -hmm. as long as we're not, you know, gathering. There's things we can still do. I think the other biggest thing, you know, when it comes to self care is eating healthy foods, getting enough sleep, which is hard because, you know, if you're not getting enough exercise, you're probably not sleeping as well you know, the mental and the emotional and the spiritual aspect of things to be in a healthy place there. And like I said, at the beginning of the show, not going to lie, that's been very difficult for me as well. I'm sure it is for all of us. Any practical tips in those areas?
0: Getting back to uh, the cat's getting pretty bloody now. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Being intentional. How can you make sure you're addressing each area every day? And like, maybe it's somewhere visible. Maybe it's on your phone or on the wall. There's, Put a checklist. Have I done something physical today? Have I done something educational? Have I increased my knowledge in some way today? Have I done something to build the relationships with the people within my home? And for those who don't have anyone in their home right now, whether you're single, or it's just you and your your spouse and you're getting sick of each other. Who's someone that you have not talked to in five years that has made a great impact on your life in the past? Mm, I like that. Take some time right now to reach out to them. I had a screensaver on my on my Mac. I have it set up to just rotate pictures with recognized faces. So it's all these old pictures from the past like 15 years nice. of my life rolling up. And there's a picture that came up that was from a very poignant, difficult time in my life, which this whole other episode but it was my daughter's funeral. We lost a little girl mm. almost five years ago now. And just seeing two of my friends in the background of that picture just looking supportingly onward, and it's mm. like, that's amazing. They're such awesome people and they've always been been there for us. And they're not friends that we hang out with all day, every day or whatever, but they're friends that are there that we can depend on. So I sent them a message and and just said, Hey, thanks. I just saw this picture and shared it with them and just said, thanks. And so what can you do to reach out to those people that you've been meaning to reach out to, but you haven't? Yeah. And you mentioned earlier about creating, creating something small. One of the things I've been doing is... Which kind of led to our conversation today. I've kind of felt the need during this time to see what I can do to help other people. So far in the past week, I put up two really short YouTube videos just with a couple of thoughts I'm having about what can you be doing at home? What does the current world situation mean specifically to special needs families, families with special needs kids? But there are a lot of little things that can be done, but it's all about being intentional and yeah. And looking at those yeah. areas of your life. And I think one of the big things too, especially there's nothing wrong with a bit of binging on certain shows if they're enjoyable <laughs> and healthy. Yes. In moderation. And yeah. hopefully this isn't leading to us just ruining our sleep. Our bodies are programmed. There's a really good book out there. It's about 14 hours audio book, but it's really good. It's why we sleep by Matthew Walker. He's studied sleep for like 20 or 30 years. Our bodies are set for a certain sleep cycle, a certain time to go to sleep, a certain time to wake up. We need at a minimum seven hours of sleep to function pretty normally, preferably eight hours. Yeah. So during this time, make sure we're getting eight hours of sleep. Make yeah. sure that binge isn't carrying on too late into the evening and try and get into a, a routine and, and relatively plan your day. There's no need to be rigid. We considered like with our kids, do we want to start school right away? Do we want to give them a bit of a break? Because this is spring break starting... Today up here, it just started four days early this year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, that's true. But do we want to dive them right into a school structure again, or do we want to give them a bit of a break? It's yeah, it's yeah. sitting down, planning what what you need to do, and being intentional about it, making sure you're addressing each of those areas of your your personal health and your and your family's health. Well, thank you very much. I, I really
1: appreciate you sharing all this stuff, and I know you are in the process of working on some some cool new stuff. To really help out and encourage families with special needs children to Mm -hmm. uh, to grow and, and to work with them and that kind of thing, too. So how can we get in contact with you, by the way, so that if anybody anybody has any questions on parenting special needs kids, but also just in general, because you guys have been very intentional about coming up with creative ways to, you know, thrive during this time. So, you know, if anyone wants to contact you and just say, hey, give me those ideas or give me those books or whatever. How can they
0: get in contact with you? Yep. So my website is benhildebrandt.com and that's H-I-L-D-E-B-R-A-N-D-T. I've had to spell it out my entire life. (laughs) Trying to be fairly active on Instagram as well. And that's B-R-Hildebrandt on Instagram. And if you want to just straight shoot me an email, it's ben at benhildebrandt.com. Things I've got in the works, I'm looking at developing a community and theory I really want to help people with is helping special needs parents or any parents, helping them build and maintain strong, fulfilling relationships with with their spouses and children. Because I think we all can accomplish a lot in our lives, but if we don't have strong relationships with those people that we reside with, that we've built our lives around, then everything's pointless. So my goal is to be able to help people with that. I'm looking at building a online community with structured calls and weekly calls. So if anyone's interested in that, please reach out to me. I'd love to chat with you more. And if you have a specific problem or specific question shoot me an email i'd love to help beautiful
1: we will link those youtube videos by the way in the show yeah, notes awesome so go there to realbryanshow.com slash 213 for all of the contact info for ben for bentastic and of course those youtube videos so yeah well thank you it's been fun man hey, thanks for coming on and you know i was gonna have you on just a friday show and we were just gonna nerd out and have a good time but you know what this was timely this was needed and i hope it was encouraging and helpful
0: yeah me as well I hope it's helped someone out today.
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, my friend. Um, you know what the music means, don't you? Yep. <laughs> so you know it's what the music to means too. Oh, it's funny. Well, hey, stay encouraged and thank you for joining us. Definitely Abel James will be on next Monday as well. Uh, well, barring any emergencies or something crazy, but our uh, episode nine of Picard is coming out on Wednesday and then of course Friday. So, Join us. Three episodes a week. It's crazy. This is The Real Brian Show. Signing off.
0: The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.